Hello, I'm Peter Kessler, and you're listening to Reading the Break. In 1972, when Jack Nicklaus was the best player in the world, playing the best golf of his life, he won the Masters, then he went out to Pebble Beach and won the U.S. Open, then he went to Muirfield for the Open Championship, and when he had completed all four rounds, he was one stroke behind Tony Jacklin and Lee Trevino, who were playing the par 5 17th hole. Trevino was in trouble all the way and hit his fourth shot over the green into a downhill lie back to the green. Jacklin played the hole perfectly, was just in front of the green in two, and then hit a sloppy chip about 15 feet short of the hole where he easily should have gotten it within a couple of feet for a tap-in birdie. And at that point, Trevino then chipped in from behind the green for a par five, and Jacklin three-putted for a bogey six. So when they went to the 18th tee, Trevino had a one-shot lead over Jack Nicklaus and a one-shot lead over Tony Jacklin. Jacklin bogeyed the 18th hole as well, so Trevino beat Jack by one shot to win the Open Championship in 1972. After the Masters was over, they had the Tournament of Champions down at the La Costa Resort and Country Club in San Diego, where it was held at that time, and only tournament winners from the previous year could play, and they had far fewer tournaments then than they do now, so there were maybe 30 guys in the field. And for some reason, spectators didn't show up to the tournament. Nobody was there. You could walk with Jack Nicklaus on a Tuesday afternoon of tournament week during a practice round, right down the middle of the fairway with him, with two or three other people who might show up. You could talk to him, you could ask questions, you could say, what are you doing with this particular practice shot? When you got up around the green and he would chip, you could stand by the hole and roll the ball back to him so he could hit the shot again. It was a completely different world. Imagine being able to ever do that with Tiger Woods in his prime. Well, on the Wednesday afternoon before the tournament started that week in 1972, Nicholas was hitting balls on the practice tee. And the way it worked then was, there were no piles of balls for you to hit out into the open field. You had your own shag bag filled with balls, and the caddy would empty the shag bag on the tee, and he would walk out into the driving range with a baseball glove and the shag bag, and the players would hit balls to their caddies, who would catch them on the fly or on one hop or after the ball rolled a little bit. And so there could be a dozen caddies out there at least fielding the balls that their players were hitting. I was sitting just behind Jack Nicklaus, and I mean five feet behind Jack Nicklaus. There were no ropes, there were no officials, there was no nothing and there were three or four other guys sitting right next to me that I didn't know. So Nicholas has Angelo Argia, his caddy, out there about 150 yards, and he's hitting seven irons. And one of the guys says, sitting next to me, loud enough for Jack to hear, well, I can hit my seven iron 150 yards. And Jack looked at the guy to let him know that he had obviously heard the remark, and he waved Angelo back. When you waved your caddy back when he was on the range, that meant go back 10 yards farther so I can hit my next longest club. So Angelo goes back 10 yards farther when Jack waves him, but he hits the 7-iron again, this time 160. 
waves him back again to 170 and hits the 7 iron, waves him back to 180, waves him back to 190, still hitting the 7 iron. And at that point, he turned around and he looked at the guy who had made the comment and he said, I can hit the 7 iron as far as I'd like to. I choose to hit it 150 yards. Here's a story about Bobby Jones and Paul Runyon. Paul Runyon was born in 1908 and lived until 2002. In fact, when he was 91, he played in the par 3 contest at the Masters. He was a very little guy, and he was actually known as Little Poison. And because he was a little guy, he figured very early on that in order to compete with the best players in the world, that he needed to be the best short game player in the world. And that's what he worked on, and that's what he became. So much so that when he finally turned to teaching, he became known as the father of the modern short game. In 1933 and 1934, Runyon won 16 times on the PGA Tour. And ultimately, his 29 wins on tour, plus two major championships, put him into the World Golf Hall of Fame. He was also a two-time Ryder Cup player. In 1934, he beat Craig Wood in the finals of the PGA Championship in 38 holes. He had previously worked for Craig Wood as an assistant professional, and Craig Wood and Greg Norman are the only two players who ever lost all four major championships in playoffs. In 1938, Runyon beat Sam Snead, who was 60 yards longer off the tee, in the finals of the PGA Championship by the score of 8-7. and seven. Runyon kept getting it up and down and Sneed kept getting it not up and down. In 1934, because he had won so many tournaments the year before, and in 1934, Runyon got to play the first two rounds of the first Masters with Bobby Jones, and he told me that the greatest shot that he ever saw was one hit by Jones in that first round. They were playing the second hole, straight downhill par 5, and if you hit a great drive, you could go for the green, and if not, you would lay up and hit a pitch onto the green and try to make your birdie that way. So Runyon said they both drove, and his was the shorter drive, and he hit a three-wood to about 40 yards short of the green, which for him, he said, was a pleasing proposition. Jones had driven it longer and down the left side and had a severe downhill lie for his second shot. And Runyon figured, like Runyon had done, that Jones would just lay up a little short of the green and try to pitch on and one putt for a birdie four. So Jones takes out his two wood and makes that beautiful Jones swing. And Runyon's watching the ball, and it starts to go much farther than Runyon thinks is possible for Jones to carry it. And Runyon is standing there in amazement as the ball not only doesn't come down short of the bunker, but it carries the bunker, lands about six feet short of the hole, and rolled a mere six feet past the hole, and Jones had that short putt for eagle. He said that Jones had the best swing of anybody that he ever played with, and that was the best shot that he ever saw Jones hit. A little later in that first round, 
Jones had a big breaking 18-foot putt for birdie. And he hit the putt, and he didn't like the way that he hit it, and he didn't like the way that it felt, and he didn't like the result. And he said later, at that moment, he knew that the magic that he had had his whole career was now gone and gone forever. That the same fellow who had won 13 of the last 21 major championships in which he played before he retired at the age of 28 in 1930 would never play magical golf ever again. For Reading the Break, I'm Peter Kessler. (laughs) 